0: going on everybody welcome to the morning grind here on roto grinders it is January 31st Friday Uh, I am here filling in for Stevie Uh, he's on his way to Nashville just like all of us here at roto grinders are going to be soon for the roto grinders party joined today by Kyle Murray Uh, Kyle what's up dude
1: I'm watching. Yeah, excited to get down to Nashville and have a good time hanging out with everybody. Hopefully, see a good Super Bowl, get a good uh, a couple of basketball games in. I'm excited for it.
0: You, you what? What side do you want? I'm trying. I'm trying to get some money down on the Chiefs. What side you got here?
1: Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm with the Chiefs. But you know, I, I can never hate on seeing kind of the underdog win. I think the the Chiefs are. Heavily favored in the, you know popularity contest, so I wouldn't mind seeing either one way But yeah, I got my money on the Chiefs. Oh, I'm
0: finding somebody there, somebody out there at the roto grinders party. Right, if you want the 49ers, come <laughs> find me. I got some. Uh, I got some cash coming my way from you at the end of that. But Kyle, we got to do some basketball here uh, for Friday night. Uh, first game up, we've got Toronto at Detroit. Uh, Now, some of these games are playing right now, like the Raptors are playing right now. So if an injury occurs or something like that, we're not going to really know that on the morning grind. We're recording this pretty early. Uh, But let's start with Detroit, and something popped off the page to me on DraftKings. I opened it up. I saw Andre Drummond was 9,300. How is this dude not going to be one of the highest-owned players tonight?
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty appealing price there for Drummond. Can't hate on that by any means. Uh, there's, There's some things popping from this game in general, which could be somewhat surprising, considering this should be a pretty good defensive game. Both teams pretty good defensively uh, both teams good defensively and should be somewhat slow in pace but yeah Drummond's got a nice price tag and uh, then on the Toronto side Serge Ibaka with no uh, with no Marcus All once again ruled out I think he's going to be another pretty popular um, kind of popularity uh, contest type play here for players on Friday night DFS so yeah I think Serge Ibaka is going to be another g- great play for his price he was on Thursday night probably go right back to him here on Friday
0: Uh, I want to ask you, too, on Detroit, uh, Markeith Morris, questionable. He's got an illness. He could miss the game. He's 4,200. He bumped up to 32 minutes in the last game. I was going to look to play him at 4,200. If he's in from that illness, I think he stole a reasonable play. If he's out, I mean, Andre Drummond's a little bit better. Who do you think they fill into the rotation there after those big minutes bumps last time?
1: Yeah, it looked like um, Dumboya kind of lost the minutes, and that's yep. where the, the minutes went for Morris. Demboya was getting a, a pretty significant amount of minutes with Morris uh, out, and then kind of he kind of got eased back in. So I assume the majority of those minutes would just go back to Seku Demboya. But you know, we could see a guy like Christian Wood, a DFS darling. Everyone is always looking to play uh, Christian Wood. We could see you know, him get some some more minutes around 20, 21. He saw 21 in the last game against Brooklyn. And obviously, he's a good a guy that can get it done in uh, limited minutes. But the, I think the bulk of the minutes would uh, get spread out to Demboya if yeah. Morris were to miss.
0: Yeah, Reggie Jackson, 2,4,800. Uh, last time out, 4,500 on DK, played 26 minutes. He's taken 14 shots exactly in three of his last four games. The usage is there. The points are coming in. How do you handle him against Toronto? Um, I, I like that the 45, the 48 is still a little reasonable. Once he gets to about 52, if he's still only playing like 26 minutes with the high usage, I'll, I'll probably step away from him. But I still think he's a he's a reasonable play. Also, the Toronto guards, I don't know what happened on DraftKings. Every, it looks like everybody got a little bit of a price reduction. Lowry, Van Vliet, 7,200, 7,300 for two dudes, probably going to play Uh, 38 to 40 minutes. Who cares if it's a back-to-back? Go out there, run your legs off. Toronto doesn't care. Uh, I think they're in play, too. There's a lot of interesting guards.
1: Yeah, I think uh, on as far as the entire slate, there's a lot of interesting guards. We're going to talk about a, co- a couple teams later on the road, which got some injuries and a lot of values opened up at the point guard slash guard position on drafting. So we're going to talk about quite a few guys to that position, I think. So for, for this game, I think Richard Jackson is definitely viable here. Uh, you, n- you never really love playing a guy who's on a minutes limit. I, I feel like it's per- still a pretty significant limit. You know, we've seen the Pistons limit guys frequently we've seen him do it to Blake Griffin to Derrick Rose and now Reggie Jackson's kind of that third guy who's kind of being limited after coming back from injury so I wouldn't be surprised to see that limit stay around 25 26 minutes tough matchup, so I probably don't get to too much Reggie Jackson but I I can't really hate on it I don't think they'll be very popular considering that the other value plays will be pretty popular I would assume so uh, but yeah as far as the guys in Toronto yeah Van Vliet and Lowry they're just going to play as many minutes as they can they've just continued to show that And then they got some injuries to uh, to guys like McCaw, who I I believe he's probable now, but I don't think that'll change much uh, in terms of guys like Van Vliet and Lowry might change some guys like Terrence Davis getting minutes. But Van Vliet's Vliet's a good play, night in, night out, because he's just going to be on the
0: floor as much as he can, really. Uh, Dallas-Houston, let's uh, talk about the elephant in the room of James Harden, uh, who looked like absolute trash in his last game out. He's just 10-6 on DraftKings. Here's the stat line last time out. Five for 18 two of eight from three, turned the ball over six times, just 18 real-life points, played 38 minutes, but they got ran out of the building against Portland. Here they're at home against a Luka Doncic-less Dallas team. What is up with Harden? I did not watch this game. Um, Did you happen to watch it? Did you see what was going on with Harden? I read some reports. He was just struggling a little bit. What are we doing with him?
1: Yeah, so I actually did watch this game, and then after I watched this game, I was really intrigued to see if other teams were playing it as like similar to how the Trailblazers were playing, which is essentially they were just trapping them as soon as he crossed the half court line. So then I went back and looked at some Minnesota and Denver from those games and kind of similar, but also it just seems like Harden's being very passive right now. He's looking to get the ball. To, uh, to, to Westbrook early and often in, in the possession. And, you know, he is, you know, obviously going to get the shots up when he's alone on the floor. But we're not, you know, 18, 13, and 13 attempts from Harden in the last three games. That's just not what we're used to. and You know, normally he's in the mid-20s. Sometimes we've seen him take 30, almost 40 shots in games so far this season. So. That's Westbrook
0: now. 29, yeah. 29, 27, and 25 shots for Westbrook.
1: Yeah, so overall, I think it's just, you know, defenses are – attacking harden early and they're trying to double him and trap him and force him to get the ball out of his hands but also i think that kind of defensive scheme has forced him to to make himself just get get rid of the ball early and he's been he's been a much more passive player and then you combine now with poor shooting so it's just all just you know a complete mess for harden right now but uh, i don't think it's you know the end of the world for Harden. obviously he's still averaging 35 um 35 points per game, and you know even over this last stretch of 10 games, he's still averaging 26 points a game. So it's not like he's just been completely atrocious. He's just not the same Harden we're used to, and he hasn't been getting it done from a fantasy
0: perspective. All right, I'm going to throw it at you. Harden, Westbrook, or the uh, narrative of all narrative LeBron James?
1: Oh, man, that's tough. Um, I I think today it's going to be more of an ownership thing, if that's that's addressing. Are you asking just who's the better one in general? Who
0: who are we playing tonight? I I think I'm playing – I think it's probably LeBron. LeBron's 10-3. I could, you know, for the, the the Kobe stuff, I could see him having a big game. But the the decision between Harden and Westbrook, everyone always goes Harden. But I, I think people might actually go to, to Westbrook.
1: Yeah, I think it might be, you know, especially if you if we're looking at Fanduel pricing, there's a $1,000 difference, and it's not the $1,000 difference that we're used to seeing. Actually, Westbrook's more than Harden. So uh, I think Harden's pretty interesting, especially if the public's going to be down on him. You know, you can never blame anyone for playing LeBron against the, the Portland Trailblazers defense definitely can't blame him for playing Westbrook without he's playing right now. But if Harden's going to be low-owned, I'll definitely have some interest in taking
0: him, buying on him low. All right, let's go to Dallas. Uh, Luca is out. He sprained his ankle uh, or something of the like in practice yesterday. So tonight, he is not out here. Uh, The news came out pretty earlier in the day. It looks like DraftKings did not adjust the salaries for these guys. So we're getting them pretty cheap. We've got Kristaps Porzingis, 6800 The only problem is his minutes – 20, 26, 25, 27, 30, 26. They're not the 30 minute Chris Porzingus Porzingis at 6,800 without Luca. My question to you is if I give you 28 minutes of Porzingis tomorrow at 6,800, uh, I think the 1.5 fantasy points per minute, uh, I think that averages out to a pretty good game for him. So I think uh, Porzingis is probably going to be one of the highest on players tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely hard to get away from Porzingis here on both of the main, of the main sites, 6,800 on DraftKings, 6,400 on FanDuel. And the matchup's just, you know, probably as good as you can get really from a scoring perspective. So I, I would assume they give him a few more minutes considering they're going to need his scoring out there. So yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Just fire up Porzingis here.
0: Yeah, so I've pulled pulled up the the court IQ here on Roto-Grinders. I took Luca off the court. Uh, the per 36 is uh, over almost nine or almost eight fantasy points for Chris Taps per 36. The other guys are Berea. Not sure I really want to do too much J.J. Berea. DeLon Wright looks like he gets a pretty good bump. Basically, everyone on the team gets a huge bump because there's so much to do. Who else are we really playing here? Are you going after one of the big men? Are we trying to play Jalen Brunson or DeLon Wright? Who's the next ancillary piece you want?
1: Yeah, I think Hardaway's pretty interesting. You know, I don't love his price on DraftKings; It's better on FanDuel. I think he's so interesting as a guy who can just step in and get some shots up. But for me, from a minutes perspective, I think uh, Jalen Brunson and, and Seth Curry going to be the ones picking up the minutes here. My, I think I would prefer Brunson. You know, he gets a $1,000 discount. He's cheap mm-hmm. on on FanDuel as well. So, obviously, just the price there, you know, allows you to feel a little more comfortable with that. Um, played 25 minutes last game after Luka kind of got shooken up a little bit, and then uh, I believe it was a little bit of a blowout. So, didn't play much to close out that game while Curry played 20 minutes. So I think they're both definitely in play. We've seen Curry play even when Luca was you know healthy and at a full go. So Curry should definitely be out there for at least mid-20s minutes. Same with Brunson. And I could see either of them going into the 30s. Daylon Wright's somewhat interesting, but, man, he's just so frustrating to play because we, his minutes are so sporadic. It's like hard to even predict it. We've seen Luca be out for you know a stretch of a week or two, and Daylon Wright just didn't get the minutes. They were getting it to Brunson and, and Curry, and now – Wright's the the more expensive the three so I would prefer Brunson and Curry over Wright but uh, yeah I think Wright is a guy who's been pretty good you know production wise and he should be playing with the second unit still so he could be someone interesting as well but I think I'd rather just save
0: the money and play Brunson all right let's go to Chicago at Brooklyn Uh, Kyrie didn't do so so hot in his last game played 33 minutes but just 7 of 16 36 uh, DraftKings points at the end of the night Going up against Chicago, Chicago since uh, December 1st, the fourth best defensive efficiency team in the NBA, so they are locking down teams on defense right now. I'm not really finding anything on Brooklyn that's standing out. If you wanted to to shot take in a tournament with a Torian Prince at 5,200, who's going to be, what, like 5% on tonight after all the value comes in, that's all I really got. They're all healthy, and a, a healthy team just doesn't really do it for me in DFS.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would like Jared Allen much more if DeAndre Jordan was out, but I still think you can play him here considering how good the matchup is. You know, we've seen Jared Allen continuously be around 28 minutes. It's usually him and DeAndre Jordan are splitting the 48 down the middle, and Allen's getting the 28, and while Jordan's only playing 20. So it's such a good matchup for him here. You know, Bulls can't rebound for anything, and they gave up a ton of blocks. So I think it's a good spot for Jared Allen. He'd probably be my only option, really, that I have any interest in on the net side.
0: Yeah, I'm much more interested in the Chicago side. There's a couple guys, you know, there's just so many injuries. The problem is the the rotation has been getting really funky in Chicago over the past couple of games. But the one guy who's been holding steady with minutes, and I'm not sure why his price got reduced to 4600 on DraftKings, is Thomas Sadaransky. He's got 36, 28, and 30 minutes over his past three with – 25, 29, and 41 and a half at DraftKings points. He's going up against Kyrie Irving uh, on, on defense, which is one of the better matchups in the league. Uh, Satoransky, one of my favorite value plays. You know, barring some you know crazy unspectacular value, and every, I think everybody's going to be flocking to that Dallas game. So Sato's uh, looking like a nice GPP sort.
1: Yeah, I like that call. You know, we've seen Kobe White less frequently, not hit, you know, the 28, 29 minute mark, and that therefore Satoransky and Dunn's minutes just feel much more safe. So I, I totally like that call. Uh, Saturance is a guy who can get it done, you know, per minute wise too. So nice little option there. Uh, I'm pretty heavy on a guy, exactly like Levine here. I think he's going to be possibly overlooked in a spot where there's a lot of good studs in the on the slate. He's 8,500 against the Nets. I think it's a pretty good spot for him here. So I like Levine a little bit, and then another guy whose minutes have been really strong is Thaddeus Young. It, it's been kind of weird because you know when he was in Indiana, we saw him be a pretty good permanent producer. That hasn't really been the case since stepping into that new role with Markin and being injured with the pelvis injury. So uh, we haven't really seen that from him yet, but the minutes have been really strong. He's been you know, around 30, 35. He's played 36, 29, 35, and then 29 of the last four. So I like him in this spot. Obviously a good matchup for him. The minutes feel really safe with that. So for me, I think Thad, Levine, and Sadaransky are the three plays for the Bulls.
0: All right, here, I'm going to read off a couple of Bulls' random minutes to you from the last <laughs> game and, and give you their fantasy points, and you try to tell me who they are. You ready? All right. Uh, 30 minutes, 22 fantasy points. Luke Cornett. This would be Cristiano Felicio at oh the minimum of 3,000. He, he was 25, <laughs> 20, and 15 minutes uh, in his three previous games, got bumped up to 30 I I don't know if I can believe that, but a 3K value, he's not going to get 30 minutes, but if somehow he sees a little bit more, I think he's slightly interesting. Uh, Here's another one. Uh, 27 or 28 minutes, 31 DraftKings points. Played Uh, 21 minutes the game before. Chandler Hutchinson. So, like, the minutes for the Bulls were really in flux from sort of the strange players. I don't know if there's anything you can read into it. If you get some sort of news during the day, that one of these guys is going to continue to get more minutes. These guys are very cheap on DraftKings and could go a little overlooked. So I just wanted to point that out to people that the, uh, the rotations a little, a little bit in flux from the, from the no names as we like to call them uh, from the bulls. Uh, we're going to take a little break. We're going to talk about the only beer out there that's literally made to chill. And that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans turn blue when your beer is cold. So, you know, it's always time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And Kyle, too, right? The blue can, the blue bottle, when the the mountains do, I'm easy to entertain. That's good enough for me at the bar, right? Yep, can't beat that. Uh, Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is brewed with a three-step cold process, cold cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. So it's actually made to chill. The mountains on the cold activated bottles and cans turn blue. When chilled to perfection, born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is refreshing, crisp, and only 102 calories. So when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill, Coors Light. Uh, As always, celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, Let's get back to NBA Memphis at New Orleans. There's a couple guys that don't want to play. There's a couple guys I do want to play on the New Orleans side. I'm going to start with Zion Williamson, who played 30 minutes in his last game uh, and was 7,200 on DraftKings. That was at Cleveland. Now he's home against Memphis. You'd think the price would go up, but no, the price goes down $200. He's just 7K. He was a little underwhelming fantasy-wise in that last game. No, no blocks, no steals. Didn't re- Only one assist. Not a lot of points. Nine rebounds. He's going to have a couple of these monster games as the season progresses. Imagine if he gets up to t- 32 minutes and Memphis has some uh, suspensions on the other side too, this is going to be easy pickings for Zion. This game's looking like a real juicy game stack.
1: Yeah. Good to see him kind of shake that limit pretty early. You know, a lot of times we'll see young guys be around, get held down on minutes for quite a while, but him getting to 30 and what is fifth game, fourth game, is pretty encouraging, you know, good to see. Obviously now he gets a great matchup against Memphis with Jaron Jackson, Jr. Out. So the men, the, The matchup only gets better considering Jaron Jackson's a pretty good shot blocker. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a good spot for Zion. The only issue here is there are so many good power forwards. We already talked about Porzingis, who's $200 cheaper. We've talked about Ibaka, who's cheaper. So a lot of good power forwards in the slate, but Zion could end up being contrarian. You know, over the past four games where he's played, I've noticed that the the ownership has been there for Zion. People love their Zion, so maybe it's a good spot to fade here considering there are other really good options. But, you know, if the the ownership levitates to those guys and Zion gets left under-owned, I think he's definitely in a good spot.
0: Uh, Brandon Ingram, I think he's basically dead to me until he really drops in salary. He's just, the rebounds aren't there. The shots aren't there uh, with Zion. You know, he was taking 20 plus shots and grabbing eight or nine rebounds a game. Those are long gone from his his stat log. So he needs to be about a $6,000 player, I think, on DraftKings for me. So I'll have zero of him tomorrow. Uh, but what about Drew Holiday? Still having some pretty good games with Zion. Had the monster game last time out. I don't know if he's worth the $8,100 price tag tonight.
1: Yeah, it's going to be the case for a lot of these Pelicans guys where that price is up from, you know, especially from the times where Holiday was out and Zion was out and Reddick was out. All these price tags are up. So a lot from now for at least for the time being, these guys are going to rely on peripheral stats to really take them, you know, across that threshold of value. And Holiday 8100 he's a guy that we've seen continuously put up peripheral stats. We saw it in a big way. Last game when he had four blocks and three steals, don't think you should expect that again. But he can't get that done, and he's a guy who can rack up the assists. So I think I would prefer Holiday over Ingram, but uh, I just don't see myself getting to either one of these guys here on this lay on DraftKings on FanDuel. The Holiday price is a little bit better, but I just don't love it. I think their their prices are a little bit elevated, and you know adding Zion to the mix is not going to help things. So um, for now, I think there's just other spots that are better. You know, Levine's four hundred more. He's essentially their only their only scorer while Holiday, you know, at times there's like four or five scores that could really score on their own uh, for the Pelicans. So I think I'd prefer to go elsewhere, but, you know, I can never
0: hate on playing a guy like this against, against the Grizzlies. All right, let's go to the Memphis side. We got some suspensions. Uh, we got Jaron Jackson Jr., Triple J. Uh, if Dean was here, he would be happy because he can't fall out because he's already yeah. out of the game, but that's opening up some value for us. Um, I mean, Valanchunas in and of himself, 6,300 after uh, a couple of really good games in a row. Always a little dicey on the minutes, but 34, then 31 on a back-to-back. You got to think he's going to be up there, you know, in the high 20s, maybe the low 30s in minutes. You've got uh, Ja, who's just playing great. He's just 6,900. I think he's certainly in play as well. Dylan Brooks has really improved his game. I think he's pretty interesting. You got Brandon Clark, who's going to be a pretty popular uh, value play, I think, at 4,800, although his minutes probably won't play 32 minutes, but he might play 28 minutes, which is pretty good at 4,800 for uh, a player, of his fantasy point per minute potential. Crowder, can he have a big game? Sure. Can he have a bad game? Also sure. I think he's slightly interesting at just 4,500 after a couple of big games recently. I mean, Mem- Memphis is looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think this is a really good spot for Memphis here. Obviously a good matchup against against the Pelicans. I love Valentinus tonight. Uh, you know, obviously taking Jaron Jackson away. They don't they haven't really showed the the ability or the the wanting to play Clark at center all too much this year. So that's that's always good for Valentinus to see uh Triple J off the floor, considering, you know, that that minutes roller coaster should be a you know a lot less up and down and probably he'll probably be around thirty, and obviously really good permanent producer. So I like him a pretty good amount. Brandon Clark here on DraftKings, the price over there is just way too cheap for a guy who, you said it, probably going to be around 26, 27 minutes. He played 27 in the last game against the Knicks with, J, with Triple J in foul trouble. He played 19 there. So a little bit of an indicator to see that Brandon Clark will get a slate boost uh, here in this one with Triple J out. Another guy who I think is going to get a boost in minutes is uh, Jay Crowder. I, I think they could slide him down to the four at times and get him a few more minutes. So those are going to be my main three. I think John Rants, you know, exceptional player, and you can play him anytime, really especially when he's going to be low owned, mm-hmm. but I've mentioned it, you know, this is a really good, uh, really good day for point guards. So I think I'll have some interesting job, but I don't think there'll be, you know, a top two or three point guard for me on the slate.
0: All right. Denver at Milwaukee. Denver's playing a little later on Thursday when we're recording this. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen in that game on uh, Milwaukee. Uh, I think Giannis is probably going to be back. Took a little day off. It was against the wizards. You know, he was hurt. Um, I mean, he could beat the wizards pretty easily without him. So they sat him down uh, home now against Denver uh, the only thing is he's priced up. He's eleven seven. He's by far the highest priced player on the slate. The next one's going to be Harden and Westbrook, uh, 1100 dollars less than him. So you really have to pay for Giannis. And then the peripheral pieces: Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe. They're priced up from their big games. They're they're pretty tough to use. Uh, Milwaukee is here. I think my favorite is certainly Giannis. He has the ability to post those eighty fantasy point games. Everybody else is very ancillary to me. So I think it's going to be Giannis or bust for me.
1: Yeah, honestly, when you're playing Giannis, you don't really care too much about the matchup. You just want the game to stay close so you can get the minutes, and that's kind of what this one could be here. Obviously, Nuggets are a pretty good team, so uh, I think I like Giannis a little bit. Essentially, you can't play Middleton here. 8K on DraftKings with Giannis back. I just think that's a really bad play at that price tag. Something to monitor is the injuries here. We got Dante DiVincenzo questionable, and uh, I believe George Hill was already ruled out, so could be some more guard minutes to go around. Maybe we see a guy like Wes Matthews, play a few more minutes or Pat Connaughton play a few more minutes. Obviously don't love those, but you know, something to monitor. And if DiVincenzo plays with our, with Hill already ruled out, I think he could be a sneaky little value play already a guy who does really well per minute production wise. And, you know, adding a few more minutes for him could go a long way and kind of having him hit that value. So uh, DiVincenzo is someone to at least monitor whether he
0: plays or sits, if he plays, I like him with Hill out. Wes Matthews 3k dead minimum price on DraftKings would be extremely interesting with Hill and Dante DiVincenzo out. So keep that in mind. You can't expect too much, but I think he can hit those very low 20 fantasy points uh, pretty easily in a 3K. That that really helps your lineup out. Uh, Denver basically got price bumps uh, across the board from last night. Jokic, 9,400. Will Barton, 5,800. There's a lot of injuries. You know, can Gary Harris suit back up? Maybe he can, maybe he won't. We don't really know what's going to happen here. But with the price reductions across the board for Denver, because they're going up against Milwaukee, I mean, if Will Barton's gonna play thirty-five minutes and have himself a big game, that looks good. Uh, Monte Morris, five K as a point guard. He should play like thirty-five minutes if everybody stays out. Not to mention Beasley and Michael Porter Jr. got a nice price reduction. I know it's Milwaukee, but price is basically the the driving force of ownership in DFS and and I think a lot of these guys just got priced down too far due to the algorithm.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that Will Barton right at the top. I think he's my would be my favorite play from from the Nugget side here. Uh, Monty Morris, is interesting as well. But for me, I, I think Barton's a really strong play. He'd probably be the one I'm prioritizing from this team. You can play Jokic here if you wanted to. Uh, I don't think the matchup is as tough as it might be for other people on, on this nu- Nugget side as it is for Jokic because he'll probably be seeing a lot of Brook Lopez defense. So that's a, a pretty, good, pretty good spot for Jokic. could definitely play him. You mentioned Drummond. They're essentially the same price. So one of these guys could go you know, under-owned. And I would assume Drummond would have a little bit more ownership than Jokic considering the matchup on, on the surface here. So I think Jokic could be a pretty good
0: tournament play. But I think Barton is a really strong play and I have some interest in Jokic as well. Yeah, pay attention. You have to get the injury news later on in the day for that one. Uh, OKC at Phoenix. Uh, we'll start on the Phoenix side uh, where Booker and Ayton are both expensive. They're definitely going to go they, – they've all been going low-owned as their prices have started to creep up. And with all the value, all the min-maxing, all the Westbrook, the LeBron lineups you're going to have, Booker's going to basically have no ownership tonight. Uh, at 9100, he's just posting 50 fantasy point games left and right. You can go to him if you want. Aiton's playing big minutes. He's 8300. I think he's pretty interesting. The guy I think I'm going to end up keying on from Phoenix the most. There's two of them. One's Kelly Oubre. at 6300. Uh, if the game's close, he's probably going to play what close to you know 35 to 40 minutes. I think is in his in his minute range, and he has the ability to post a big game. And then going all the way down to 4200 is Mikel Bridges. Uh, At least 32 minutes in a bunch of his last games, what, five of his last six here. He's just 4,200, lock in 20 fantasy points. There's a little bit of upside for more, so he's one of my favorite, you know, value plays before, you know, all the news hits the fan later on today.
1: Yeah, with uh, with Baines and Kaminsky out again, I think Aiton's going to be, you know, right up there in the mid thirties with minutes again, we only saw 29 out of him last game, but that's because they absolutely just smoked Dallas. So uh, they didn't really have a chance to play, you know, those maximum minutes. So yeah, he's going to be in the mid thirties with upside to be around 40 with both of those guys out. So I think Aiden's another strong play. Uh, Same thing with Booker. Always going to be, you know, carrying the, carrying the weight for, for minutes. And then Ricky Rubio is just way too cheap. I think, you know, he continues to be cheap. Um, You know, obviously there's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster with Devin Booker on his team. If it's maybe a, a weekday from the field for Booker, Ricky Rubio could step in and you know, pick up some of the slack. And you mentioned Kelly Oubre. I think you can play Oubre essentially any night that he's not too expensive because you mentioned he can post a big game because he can put up blocks and steals and rebounds and do do pretty much everything, fill the stat sheet. So always interested in Oubre, 6,300 in draft kings, can definitely play him there, can get behind that.
0: But I think Ayton's my favorite player from the Suns. Um, over under Trey Young, 109 fantasy points. So, what um, taking, do you think? He's got he's got half of that at halftime, so just to yep. let you know, he's having himself quite a night. Uh, all right, let's go to our final. Uh, actually, no, we got to talk OKC. They're another team. The DK algorithm. I don't get this one. Slashed all the prices on the Thunder. So Chris Paul goes from like seventy-two or three to sixty-eight hundred. SGA goes to sixty-seven hundred. Schroder to sixty-six hundred. Gallinari sixty-two hundred. I think you could play basically any of them in any format tonight against Phoenix. Don't play all of them. Uh, I would probably set a max to maybe two Oklahoma City Thunder, maybe three, um, but but I think they all got priced too cheap. And then you got Dort, who, you know, uh, you know, a nice value play, hasn't really done much until his last game. He did shoot eight for 12, which I think is unsustainable uh, in efficiency and the number of shots he'll end up taking in the offense, but he's just 3,500 if you need a dart throw value play.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, Chris Paul's one of my favorite plays in the entire slate. The pricing is just kind of ridiculous on Paul here. On both sides, really. I think he's just way too cheap. He's going to be there, you know, in the mid-30s and minutes if this game stays close. If not, I think he's going to have a huge hand in it, in the game being a blowout. He just does so many different things from scoring and, and rebounding and assisting. You know, his rates look really good. So um, he's someone I have a ton of interest in. And then on FanDuel, you get a pretty significant discount from Schroeder to SGA. So um, so is obviously a lot cheaper. And I think their rates are pretty similar as well. You know, similar usage, similar assist rates. Um, The only thing different is SGA has been playing more minutes and that hasn't really been the case with Schroeder. He's been getting up there in minutes as well. So I think Schroeder is a much better play on FanDuel. On DraftKings, you can flip a coin, play either one of them. I think they're really good plays and I definitely don't have a problem with plugging two of these guys
0: into my lineups. All right. Final game of the night and it's the Lakers. So we've got LeBron James. He's 10-3. We've got Anthony Davis. He's 9-6. There's going to be a lot of celebration, a lot of motivation, uh, a lot of heart on the floor in this game, and uh, I, I think LeBron is probably, if you know—you could write a narrative, uh, I think he would probably be the one to most likely take advantage of that on the Lakers' side. He's 10-3. Uh, he's got to be the high-priced guy everybody goes to tomorrow, correct?
1: Yeah, obviously there's a little bit of a narrative here with the Lakers uh, back home, so I think LeBron's in a great spot considering just considering the matchup alone. Obviously he'll have a really good matchup against uh, the Trailblazers, uh, no Carmelo Anthony, which actually hurts his matchup a little bit, you know, taking Melo off the floor. I think anyone they replace him with would probably be a better defender, but they did add Trevor Ariza, who has, you know, that has been known to match up against LeBron in playoffs uh, in years past. So I think that's something that at least moderate. I don't think he can stop him by any means, but I think Ariza will be matched up on LeBron uh, for the majority of this game. So maybe it gets, from, it gets a few more minutes from that side, but yeah, I think you just play LeBron here. I like him a good amount. I definitely prefer him. Anthony Davis. We've just seen Anthony Davis, you know, they haven't really gotten him the minutes outside of that Philly game. They've seen pretty uh, seen pretty reluctant to run him out there for the, the full extent of the minutes. Could obviously, the limit could be thrown out the window in this one, but I, I like LeBron a lot.
0: Um, so just, uh, you said Carmelo's out. I don't think he's out. He's not with the team. He's unlikely to play, but I don't oh, okay. The Blazers clarified that he is not officially ruled out yet. So I wanted to bring that uh, up real quick on Carmelo. Uh, so, yeah, I like uh, – I think it's LeBron, then AD, and I'm not really messing around with anybody else on Lakers in terms of DFS. It's going to be those two and those two only. Uh, Portland, uh, I couldn't believe my eyes. Damian Lillard, now, I, I don't think he was worth 10-5, but it's really hard to argue why he shouldn't be over $10,000 on DraftKings. He's 9,900. These are the fantasy point games. 70, 84, 70, 92 in his past four games. Just playing lights out his first career triple-double. Uh, I know the Lakers are are stingy defensively likely, you know, if you, if you read into some narratives, maybe they, they play on defense a little harder tonight. Who really knows if that translates to the court, Um, but Lillard's 9,900. I think I'm actually a little interested in CJ, you know, if Carmelo does miss uh, CJ McCollum, 6,400. I think that's a a very cheap price for a guy who's going to be chucking shots left and right. Uh, Ariza had himself quite the game. He's just, he's 5k probably a little bit too high, but if he's going to be out there for 38 minutes, I mean, there, there's a lot of possibilities for Ariza to, to just kind of walk into 30 plus fantasy points. Uh, and then especially if Anthony's out, maybe he gets a couple of a shots. I think Whiteside's probably my least favorite. The guy I think is priced appropriately. Uh, everyone else on the, on the Blazers that really stands out is a little bit too cheap. And then if Carmelo's out, uh, Gary Trent Jr. seems like he's the guy who's sort of taking over the minutes. Uh, S- Simmons, Simons, uh, he's sort of on the outside looking in, and, and Trent Jr.'s Junior is just thirty eight hundred. Could be a value play for Austin.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've seen a razor just step right in, and play massive minutes. He is pretty expensive on DraftKings, but on Fanduel he's forty three hundred. So mm-hmm. I definitely think he's playable there. Um, you mentioned it, McCollum. I think he he could be a really strong play. You know, taking Melo off the off the floor here, it's going to be you know fifteen around fifteen shots a game that Melo's been putting up. It seems like so. You know, the the, the attempts could be go up from McCollum. And if I've learned one thing from playing DFS over the last few years is that when Damian Lillard gets going, just playing, because that dude, when he gets in a mojo, nobody's slowing him down. So uh, this could be a really good game. Obviously going to be a primetime game. Everyone's going to be watching it, Friday night, NBA. So I think those are the games that it seems like Damian Lillard really shines in. So, yeah, I think this could be a really good game to stack. Uh, especially if mellow does miss you know you take mellow out you know that's 34 35 minutes that you're you're leaving so gary trent's a guy that pops up as a guy who could maybe fill in some this year little as well don't forget him he's a rookie who's been playing a pretty pretty good amount of minutes but 18 that game against houston and you, know, you give him five to six more he's in the mid 20s he could pay off value there so it could be a you know three to four guys here on portland not saying you play them all together but saying that you know there could be three to four playable guys on this side here
0: all right, let's play a couple of the morning grind games. I didn't get them all, Stevie, but I tried uh, earlier this morning. So, Kyle, I got a couple for you. Uh, a 5K-ish guy that you think can really go off for a 7X. I'm going to start first. I got Sadoransky. I mentioned him uh, against uh, the Nets. He's just 4,600. Uh, I'm staying away from, like, the obvious Dallas guys. I think people are going to go there. So I'm going to stay with uh, Chicago. Saturansky, 4,600. Uh, look for him to, uh, you know, 30-plus fantasy points in his future tonight.
1: Yeah, my, mine's going to be Jalen Brunson. It's a little bit under 5K. He's 3-8 on DraftKings. But, uh, yeah, I think he's a really good spot. I think he's going to be one of the more popular value plays, and mm-hmm. I think rightfully so. Wouldn't be surprised to see him play 30 minutes. And,
0: obviously, he gets to play Houston. Good matchup there. So, I'm going to go Brunson. Uh, an 8K player or higher that we think is going to bust or at least have a bad game. I'm going to go with Kyrie. Didn't do it his last time out. He's 9,000 going up against a a pretty tough, stingy defense in Chicago. Uh, so I'm looking for Kyrie to bust. Uh, I would be Xing him out of my MME builds tonight.
1: Yep, for me it's uh, Chris Middleton. Like I mentioned, DraftKings, he's 8K, right? Right at that limit, so he barely fits the mold here. But I think he's essentially unplayable as long as Giannis plays. If Giannis doesn't play, obviously that's out of the window. But if Giannis suits up for this one. I don't think you can buy Middleton
0: on DraftKings at 8K. All right. In the 6X, I'm going to go to Mikel Bridges at 4,200. Just cheap, might not be the most popular player, but uh, I'm coming at it from a GPP angle, ownership. You mix it all in. If you get 30-something fantasy points out of him at 4,200, uh, you're going to be working your way up the little leaderboards pretty easily.
1: Yep, mine's going to be a little bit more expensive. I'm going to go with Jonas Valanciunas here, 6-3, gets New Orleans. No Jaron Jackson Jr., like we mentioned, so the minutes should be pretty solid for J-Val here. So, yeah, I like him a lot in this one.
0: All right, that's going to do it for the morning grind. Thanks to everybody for listening. You'll get Stevie back when he uh, comes back from his little trip, uh, hopefully. Uh, what would that be, Monday, Tuesday, yep. whenever the next time the morning grind shows up. So thanks to all of you for listening. Kyle, thanks for coming on with me, and we out, ya.